Today our guest is Boaz Balaksan. Bo is the head of the UX UI department at Spiced Academy and Neuer Fisher. And he runs the creative agency Borderless Studios. In this episode, we talk about how to cultivate a nurturing environment for designers and how to balance creativity and business goals. Small disclaimer, this episode may contain trace amounts of baked goods. We realize we might have made one too many references to that crumbly, crispy and chewy cookie we so love. I am Nicola Cave. I'm Ningfei Oh, and this is Design Unframed, a podcast that believes that every pixel has a story. So can you tell us a bit more about Spice Academy, where you're at right now, uh, what you work on? Yeah, certainly. Um, <clears throat> so I've been a part of Spice Academy since November 22. Um, that's where I started my, my process uh, there. So basically kind of building the product design department, uh, building the course, uh, the, the program, uh, the team. Um, it's been a crazy ride so far, uh, definitely. Um, but I'm happy for that. I'm, I really like prosper and very dynamic uh, environments. And luckily I found uh, other people, oh, other professionals, so designers that are as interested in pedagogics and education and empowering others that have uh, decided to join that path and are like slowly, as, as, as the team slowly grew, um, I think now we are really in a place where uh, we have these running uh, courses, we have simultaneous courses running um, somehow parallel, and we have online and on-site courses um, <clears throat> in German and in English. And uh, the, the, the courses by themselves are built to have, they have UX and UI elements, components built into them, and they're built by modules in a sense that really lets you slowly integrate knowledge. So get encountered with it, but also then slowly integrate it into uh, individual work, but also in collaborative work, because we deeply believe that uh, designers by nature should learn to collaborate really well. And that uh, in a sense also creates higher chances for success in their processes and also in the products that they're designing um, and, you know, sustainable growth uh, for the for the companies. Mm -hmm. um, so and therefore we also put a lot of emphasis on that. There is a lot of um, there is a community emphasis. There is a lot of accountability being built between the people. So kind of like layered accountability uh, built between the students. Um, and I think altogether the, the entire uh, concept is really to, um, to create opportunities for people really of all walks of life who, are, who have this affinity to, to design, to, that are excited by um, you know, creating um, impactful products and they, and they want to <clears throat> so kind of upgrade their life, get into the tech industry. Um, and uh, do something that they find more meaningful, but also that uh, kind of supports their lifestyle a bit better, usually than where they come uh, from uh, to us. Um, 
And yeah, just to mention as a side note that we've been merging also with another organization, with another company that's doing something similar to that for, for a long time. And now, um, so Spiced and Neue Fischer, these two organizations have somehow been yeah. uh, put together. And that, um, that merge, that complex merge process also uh, created very interesting, um, very interesting opportunities for us to learn from each other. And so now uh, we are all very hopeful to be continuing to change lives uh, in, such a, in such a way uh, even more in the upcoming time. So now I want to talk a bit about creating a good environment for designers. Um, I want to talk about you know, what strategies we should employ to create an atmosphere where individuals, if you nurture and genuinely love what they do, and at the same time take real ownership of their work. You know, in your view, what are some of the strategies that, that uh, we can employ? Hmm. So, hmm. what comes to me first, and I think it's a little bit, it might be a little bit of a cliche, <laughs> in the world of UX UI design. But what comes to me first is really this sort of like um, uh, working, like growing your empathy in a sense. And it might sound a little bit like, you know, classic and it's in its way, but strategies to that really differ. And by, by saying that, I mean that, um, I mean that actually being able to make that switch and you see, you see that like people who are stepping into uh, design courses and are going through that process, you can see their minds breaking again, <laughs> again and again and again by, you know, uh, by kind of like implementing that knowledge, but also, yeah. uh, but also by just having this visceral experience of changing your perspective to, to, to the users and back to the design team, to the research, to the interface, to, and then also between various, um, between various uh, roles in the product development um, environment, right? So being able to also understand how might that look from a dev point of view, from other, from some stakeholder point of view. Um, so product owner or product manager and every, every sort of like um, step along the way. I think the more that you experience these things hands on and you work on your, you work on your uh, collaboration and communication abilities through that, you, you become just more empowered to make good decisions and to articulate them better. And design is a lot like this chain of micro decisions that has to do with what you um, what you kind of decide to w encompass uh, right. the, the, the process with. So it's um, yeah, you know there, it has a, a lot to do with with that and you know um, I think yeah, I think something to do between it's between kind of like, being very, very structured and organized and also having like, you know, trusting a little bit your intuition and like being um, creative about it, trying stuff out till, um, till, till it works. So try it out and test it. Yeah. You mentioned their minds break. Yeah. 
break, breaking minds. I understand why, because like, like the design process can seem simple, but when you dig into each step of design process, it's really, it's really complex. You have to, uh, you have to work with developers, you have to work with PMs, you have to work with other designers, analytics, a lot of people, and you have to be like a connector between them sometimes. And it's important to have a good atmosphere in the team uh, to to do your job well. So what do you think, what are the things that can break the working atmosphere and negatively affect the productivity and creativity of the individual, like a designer, and the whole team as well? Hmm, that's, that's a good question. Um, well, mm, so there is one analogy that we use very often in the, in the, in the course, um, or in the programs that we, that we facilitate and, and that's that designers are, <clears throat> they tend to be a little bit like Sherpas. I don't know if you know the, the, the term, yeah. basically. The yeah. one that guides people up the mountains or like through trails and so on. Exactly. So if you do like long hiking trails, especially if you're doing some mountain climbing and things like that, then you might require that sort of service to guide and also to support with some things and clear ways. Yeah. And, um, and designers, um, you know, design teams serve to have that a, a little bit of that uh, role sometimes in in the development uh, environment yeah. uh, always carrying the baggage yeah yeah a little bit and also doing um doing this um you know back and forth running a little bit somehow running a little bit farther to 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 clear a little bit the way and test right. some things and do some research. just a little bit ahead yeah to, to see research, what's coming up next kind of come back report support a little bit like this to make sure that um that in a sense uh the decisions that are being made are you know have reduced risk and higher uh um chances for you know positive impact on product and the user and I think that uh, being in this position, um, being having an overview, so having a bit of these, having a bit of these skills that allow you to do that, but also having an overview of what that path might, might look like, what kind of like processes uh, can you do that, that tooling uh, heaven that we're uh, working with. Uh, how might that, how might that uh, sort of create a situation in which you do that job uh, positively? And then when you don't have this, um, when you don't have maybe the required tools to work in that direction, but then also when you don't, when you haven't spent enough time um, growing empathy for the people that you work with and uh, learning hands-on how to collaborate and how to communicate well uh, with others in a little bit their language as well. So there's not a lot of like design terms being thrown out there and with the expectation, the assumption that other people just like um, understand what you mean. Um, there is higher risk for uh, miscommunications that can uh, create, I guess, more challenges to uh for the teams but also um but also i guess 
it's in internally within the design teams themselves um, and how they communicate and collaborate and this this for for me um, it's also something that I look a lot at when when I'm when I'm hiring for example or I've, when I've been in hiring uh, processes before yeah. like sort of like looking at the essence of the essence of that specific designer or professional in the sense of what kind of perspective they they have for 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 the for work environment and work ethics because if you put your you know your ego first and it's very like a kind of like you i don't know this constant competition in a sense so in a in a in a, in a very competitive and ego driven environments, I think that it's very difficult to really make sure that that the, this success yeah. is 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 optimized and shared by everyone. Because I think that once you once you know how to do this well and you're like dedicated to the teamwork and and to that, then it clears out a lot of blocks and um, yeah, and it can really and can really help and. Uh, yeah, that's sort of sort of things that I'm I'm looking at as well, and because many things, many other things, or you know, there's maybe some, you know, uh, some Figma skills, uh, some uh, software related skills. That that's there are so many things that you can continue and learn and develop in, and they are so. If you're coachable, then and you are interested and curious and want to continue to develop, then that will happen but some things are have to do with your experience and just personal way maturity i guess yeah i, I think that's great the the, mm. the the important stuff uh, the important thing that you said that reflected me as well is that designers should have respect for other team members because uh we are all doing the same job and while we are maybe paving the way or trying to find the way where to go uh, along with the product managers maybe developers are building the product but without them it won't work <laughs> it won't happen QAs are testing the product and everyone like and other designers are having different experience although maybe you can be a bit experienced in one direction than another designer he can be more experienced in another direction another uh, things maybe you know illustration better he knows research better and you all should have this respect inside your team if you don't have this respect it creates this toxic environment where other people cannot talk because this silly guy from design team will tell them that they're stupid and uh, it won't work out yeah exactly i have a lot of respect for nikita but i don't know if he has a lot of respect for me but um <laughs> but let's let's hope let's hope let's hope he's coachable and that yeah. you know he will continue to have you know more respect for me um, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I should, <laughs> maybe I should give it, you know, more verbally. If I don't tell, I don't, don't respect you. It means I respect you. You know, it's just how it ah, works I in see. my culture. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you diss me all the time. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Bo, <clears throat> I really like the Sherpa concept. You know, the the idea of somebody leading the way, and you know, being out in nature and the outdoors. But, but you know, designers can't just hike and you know sit on the slopes of a mountain and, and just wait for things to go right they have to lead they have to guide in some sense and <clears throat> you know they need to do the work and to move forward how do you balance this need 
for results and to actually you know um uh, uh, push for business impact with fostering a love of creativity and you know the creative process so not losing that flame and that um that that creative spark in them how do you how do you balance the two especially since you've mentored and probably coached a lot of designers yeah good question um it's a little bit how you frame that also on a personal level like what is important for you what kind of like uh, values do you want to bring what kind of value do you want to bring into your into your work into into you know what it is that you do and um you know where's the where's the where's the borders or the, the boundaries around that uh wh- where do they exist and together with the let's say the the bigger uh, I don't know, business strategy, the bigger sort of uh, roadmap, the product roadmap and everything, everything around that. And I think <clears throat> this is maybe to serve an example of like, you know, what I, what I, what I do also with my team very often and also what I, I would recommend doing with, uh, with your designers if you're a design lead, if you're uh, managing a team um, to really find to really find these things that are um, that make that your your design your your team uh, you know individually but also as a team come alive you know just be be kind of like empowered by it to find the the re, the the place <laughs> I call it uh, the place where you bake the cookies you know. Um, yeah. because it's like <laughs> the place where you bake the cookies what do you, what, what do you what do you mean in in a sense like we 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 say a lot in our team like um uh, you can only uh give cookies if you have cookies right so right. if you haven't spent time let's say finding what it is that helps you bake those cookies and regenerate yourself so so you can be dedicated uh, enough and committed to to that work and it's it's a matrix of things there's a lot of like we know it right there's a lot of like micro tasks on a regular level on a regular level on a daily basis there's a lot of you know meetings and you know i don't know probably sprint uh sprint parts where you're taking um part on the on the cycles and there's there's so many there's so many um things that are kind of like routine and regular and finding that place uh, for 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 the individual and also for you know uh to help that individual find that place in them i think it's i think it's a collaborated it's a collaborative effort between the the designer and the design lead um and you don't want to run out of cookies yeah exactly because uh, the world is a lot taste less tasty without um you know <laughs> without yeah. without cookies right um but what i mean to say by by that is just that um you know we're more we're more than designers we're like you know whole people and a part of our work is uh, is also our work takes a lot of our life, uh, but it should be integrated into uh, kind of like how we know ourselves and bring ourselves into into this uh, environment uh, every day. Um, otherwise, it's just really it's really easy to to um, I don't know uh, to do a 
how do you call it like silent quitting or just right. get kind of like burned out yeah it is the situation when you run out of cookies when when you don't have anything to give yeah and, and you uh, don't seem and if you don't seem to be able to generate them so easy anymore yeah yeah you yeah, might yeah. need a break or a change in the way that you do things and and you should discuss that with your with yourself yeah, yeah, and you your lead you need to repair the oven yeah yeah i'm curious to know what works for you personally yeah sure yeah i think for me a lot of it is i I acknowledge that there needs to be, you know, work around the work. So there needs to be some work that you do, that I do as a writer, that is that is only targeted at business impact. Um, and I do that and I, and I need to craft it and I need to engineer it and I need to also polish it such that it appears, um, or rather it, it generally has impact, but then it also appears very clearly to others that this is done um, to the benefit of the product as a whole, right? Whether it's a feature um, or whether it's copy I'm writing for um, a specific CTA um, uh, in that sense. But then there are also very, very evident pockets of creative copy that I write um, and also other forms of copy that for me is challenging in and of itself. So not purely for the not purely for business and not purely to drive metrics but the act of designing and crafting certain words for me the exercise is precious and it is enjoyable for me in and of itself so there's this concept for instance called the mot juste um, in french it means the perfect word which is the exact right word used in the right context in the right setting that is extremely effective and it's almost perfect. So finding that word gives me small moments of delight and that is is beautiful and it's something that I, I relish. Although sometimes, you know, you, you don't get to do that all the time because of, um, you know, business considerations or maybe it's a, a time in the company where you need to, to push for a certain uh, agenda. But otherwise, yeah, I, I take delight in those and I try to, to, to cherish them. It sounds so romantic. It doesn't look like that when we, when we work in the office, you know? <laughs> but it sounds so romantic. That's true, yeah. How, how would you guide designers along the way? Because sometimes they, have, they face obstacles and, you know, they can't, they're stuck, for instance, and they, they want to hit perhaps a career breakthrough. How do you, you know, what are some of the tips and tricks or what are some of the, the very... Um, practical things that you can do. You mentioned, for example, sharing with them a, perhaps a tool that they can use um, or, you know, walking them through or being a sounding board for them. Um, is there anything else that, that you know, you, you, can, you can help to make life easier for them, perhaps? Yeah, there are some tools that can help in, in, in all of that, but I think it's about individually getting to know yourself uh, in order to make these steps. And sometimes it's just about looking, you know, what's your what's your superpowers, you know, just kind of like trying to map it a little bit out. What are your superpowers? Maybe sometimes it's not even absolutely design related. You might be great in like specific design skills. And then there's something else that you bring with you, you know, uh, from previous jobs. Maybe you've been doing some um, project management. Maybe you've been doing more project management, actually, in your current job. And you can and this is something that's been helpful, actually, in your work, in your team and maybe can help you in um, moving forward to other levels of seniority. 
Um, and these are maybe some some special uh, powers that you need to uh, map out. And in the same like place, baking cookies. Yeah. Yeah. In in a way, like cookies kind of like get you get you going. But I think your special powers are just kind of like. Uh, right. They're related to. They can like be related a cake. to design. Or yeah. like a big brownie or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a sense, like you know. Uh, Ning is really into food. I, Ning is really I, I into food. After, <laughs> yeah. After this, we're just gonna. You should. You shouldn't have mentioned men cookies. Yeah, I think. I can't <laughs> wait to uh, try some Singaporean cookies, for example. These are yeah. cookies I've never had before, for sure. You will love them. You will love, you will love them. them. Sure, you will I'm love sure them. they're amazing. <laughs> um, so just to uh, snap to grid, as we say. Uh, <laughs> um, so there are some things in that level that can really uh, help you when you just kind of like map it and identify it and work with it. And then at the same time, looking at your uh, kind of like growing edges, you know, um, the places where you just need to be sort of aware of that you need to continue and work on because maybe you've, uh, maybe there were, when you do, uh, when you take part of a specific design file, maybe very often you get a little bit more the comment that it can be a bit more organized. That happens, right? And then you can kind of like identify through this, you know, documentation. I think generally like continue in your life to do documentation over things so you can do a retros sometimes. Um, but then they kind of like identify things that you need to grow in and develop and just put the intention on it with the understanding that if you continue to work on it, you can quite you know at some point maybe not directly move it to your special powers area but to bring it a little bit more into balance so you can create this kind of like kit and also knowledgeably uh kind of like pick your pick your battles somehow and know where to ask for support and for help with things that also makes you uh, i think a better designer as well and then sometimes I just like, uh, I, I uh, offer tools, uh, like, you know, specific formats for, um, for development, for uh, transformation, let's say, uh, such as the grow model, for example, if you ever heard about, about that. Um, so the grow model is <clears throat> a very simplified um, sort of like a tool that can help you develop in a specific direction in kind of like a prototype like prototype right. way and i would actually uh, refer uh, to many uh, design frameworks uh, in a moment uh, but the the grow model for example is just you know basically identifying what's your goal yeah what is it that you're trying to to achieve uh, that's the g yeah r is for reality what's the reality like right now so how what is the sort of like buffer what's the distance right and then o is for options what options do you do you foresee for yourself moving forward it can be in specific directions within your within your organization but it could be also that um, you're looking a little bit uh, outside of that. And then uh, W is for way forward. Like basically this is, this is the place where you like make a specific decision from the options based on the reality and the goal that you've re reflected on to help you make some steps um, towards, you know, at least try and test it and iterate it, right? Um, mm, as per, I thought it was gonna be wait. Yeah, maybe just wait, wait and have a cookie, right? <laughs> 
So I would say waiting sometimes is also important, just kind of like, you know, being a bit patient with things because growth does take time. But um, taking little actions here and there, like, you know, constant little actions that help you reach that goal can really be helpful. And you see that also in the in design processes and frameworks. Right. And in by and I will refer back to uh, to some things that we've been talking about, for example, really like, you know, taking product design and living it and working with it and as per also for your own career you know like um take your career as a as a project as a product that you is as, as, as something that you're working towards and just utilize these frameworks um you you can even you know run a design sprint on it or uh, at least a, a kind of like a design thinking workshop with yourself or other people that you really um, I don't know, uh, have this, uh, a good flow and, uh, yeah, 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 exactly with, and, 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 and see what comes out of it and just like test it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's some of the way that you can do. And there are many, many, many other tools, of course. I mean, feel free to, you know, reach out. We can continue this discussion. Uh, Bo, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we had a really good time. It was really fruitful for us, and it was very enlightening to know um, how you would go about designing designers, and also you know some of the the things, the metaphors that we talked about of being sherpas and and you know baking cookies. Those are really things that I will take home with me and remember. So it's been it's been really wonderful having you with us, and you know we hope that uh, Spiced Academy um, and Noya Fisher will continue to grow and to inspire others and in our day-to-day -day lives, you know, be the coach and continue to be coachable to others as well. Awesome. And I, I wish the same for you guys to continue to grow and be curious and do your thing and impact other people's lives as well. And, uh, you know, if, um, if any of your uh, listeners is interested in um, learning more about what we do, but also about, you know, the coaching mentoring path, or maybe just learning a bit how that can impact uh, their, uh, their specific journey, then very welcome to uh, come in touch with me as well. Sure, we will, we will add uh, all contacts and links into our, uh, into our description. So thank you for thank you for inspiring conversation. It was really, really inspiring. Thank you for listening this episode. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. And share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. That will help us to grow. Stay tuned for more design talks.